Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Kieran Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't wanna do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy Look, now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. Well, I am so glad that you're with us today because I have a very special guest and a very special topic. This is something that may be brand new to you if you've never heard of this before, and it's called emotion code work. And our guest will be Dr. Bradley Nelson. And I will give you a little bit of an intro to him if you haven't heard of him yet. I did do an episode number nine that I will link to in today's show notes that uh, we talked about the emotion code specifically and how that works. But we're going to take this a step further today. And we're going to be talking about something that's worked within the emotion code work that is very specific called a heart wall. And just to give you a brief introduction to that, it's, have you ever thought about putting up an actual little wall to protect yourself in a negative situation? And Dr. Nelson refers to this as a heart wall. And this wall has been formed around your heart for actual protection. And it can build up and get stronger and stronger over time. But with this protection actually comes a price because our heart has been then closed off, not only to emotions, coming in, but going out as well. And it can have a physiological impact on us and, and cause a lot of illness in people. So, and because we're talking about autism, Dr. Nelson has also um, 
shown in his observation or observed in his past, and we'll talk about that today, that uh, pretty much all of the kids with autism that he has worked with have had a heart wall. And again, we're going to, you know, really explain this to you much further. In fact, I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Brad and let him do that. Dr. Bradley Nelson is a trained chiropractic physician, and he has trained and certified more than 5,000 emotion code practitioners in 77 countries, teaching them how to identify and release trapped emotions that harm health and relationships. He's discovered what has been called the most important discovery in the history of energy medicine, and that is the heart wall, which is an energetic barrier of multiple trapped emotions that is created by really our subconscious working to protect us. So I have actually taken your three-day course, Dr. Nelson, and I have, I use emotion code work literally in my life daily, every single day I use it. And I have shared it with parents in my mentoring membership program. And now I am so excited to really be able to spread this even further because when we're, when we're done here, I also have a really great testimonial for you, for your product, for your emotion code work that I wanted to share from somebody who just happened to randomly write me two days ago about it. And she didn't even oh. know that I had this interview with you scheduled. So I'm kind of excited to share that with you and everyone as well. So welcome and thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much, uh, Karen, for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to get the word out to more people. So why don't we start at the beginning too? Some people are really not, I didn't, haven't heard about the emotion code work. So maybe you could just give right. a brief intro to that and then we'll move into more about the heart wall. Right. Well, think about this. Um, there are many doctors on the cutting edge over the last 20 years who have realized uh, and have stated that energy medicine is the future of medicine. It's the future of healing. Well, what in the world is energy medicine? What, what does that really mean? You know, we're so used to taking drugs for things to affect our chemical state. We're, we're used to having surgery if organs don't work right. But what in the world is energy medicine? What does that mean? And I'm talking about some of the, some of the top uh, physicians in the world, some of the top scientists in the world have made these kinds of statements. Well, to understand what energy medicine is, uh, and to understand what the emotion code is, you, you first of all have to understand uh, our true nature. And our true nature is that we are beings of pure energy. I mean, for example, if you look at your hand, your hand looks pretty solid. But if you were to magnify that hand uh, under a big enough microscope and you kept zooming in past the cells, um, past the DNA, uh, to the level of the atom, you'd see that... Uh, there's really nothing inside the atom. It's just empty space. And there's some little infinitesimally tiny energies that are zipping around. They're like a little solar system, uh, things going around at the speed of light. And there's lots and lots and lots of empty space in there. In fact, our bodies are 99.9999999999% empty space. Some quantum physicists recently figured out that um, if you could remove all the empty space from everybody's body on Earth, you could actually fit all 7.8 billion of us into a little box the size of a sugar cube. And there are other physicists who say, well, because really there is no such thing as matter because it's really all energy. They say you could fit an infinite number of people into a little box the size of a sugar cube. So that's really what we are. It's, it's hard for us to wrap our heads around this because our bodies seem solid. 
right? When you take your hand, you slap it down on the desk, it makes a nice thunk sound and you weigh a certain amount and so on. And, um, but these bodies are really more of a force field than anything else. So even though it's hard for us to wrap our minds around this, yet this is the truth. And it's what quantum physicists have been telling us uh, for over 100 years now, uh, dating back to Albert Einstein and, and even before. So if you think about um, emotions and you think about what it feels like to feel an emotion of anger or resentment, maybe you can think of an emotion that you felt recently uh, Maybe it was anger, maybe it was grief or depression or sadness. There's a whole list of emotions that we feel, of course, as human beings. What's really going on? I mean, if our bodies are really nothing but pure energy, in fact, if the whole universe is really nothing but energy, what is an emotion? Well, it has to be energy too. And what we believe is that different emotions have different frequencies. So anger is a different frequency than grief and shame is at the bottom of the barrel and frustration is a different emotional frequency. So they're, they're all different. But what I found was that when we're feeling these intense emotions that we go through sometimes in life, the energy of that emotion, if it's too much to deal with, it can become trapped in the body. And a trapped emotion is a ball of energy from about the size of a baseball to about the size of a softball or maybe a small melon. And what these things do is they inhabit these bodies, these energy fields of ours. And then they affect us in two ways. Uh, they uh, attract emotion, that little ball of emotional energy will distort the normal energy field of the body wherever it lodges. And so they can cause all kinds of different symptoms depending on where they lodge. If a trapped emotional energy lodges in your neck, for example, you're probably going to have neck pain or neck discomfort. Uh, if it lodges in your skull, well, you might end up with headaches. If it lodges in the liver, you might end up with allergies. If it lodges in the reproductive system, you're, you might have a, a hard time reproducing and so on. And so what happens to us is we all go through emotional stuff. We all end up with emotional baggage. In fact, we use that phrase emotional baggage often in reference to other people, right? We don't usually use it to talk about ourselves, but we'll say that about other people. So-and-so, that lady's got a lot of emotional baggage, you know. Uh, we say things like that, not really realizing the profound truth of that statement. Now, um, what happens to us is that when we feel like our heart is breaking, uh, that's a whole nother phenomenon. And you see, the ancient societies believed um, about the heart uh, that it was the seat of the soul and the source of creativity and love and romance and, uh, and really the core of our being. Those are the ancient societies all around the world. They all believe this about the heart. It's only in the modern era in Western medicine where the heart is pretty much ignored. It's just a pump. That's all it does is pump blood. It doesn't have any other function. But in the last 20 years, uh, some very advanced research is starting to show that the heart is far more than we ever believed. Uh, for example, they have found that uh, the heart puts out a magnetic field that's 60 to 1,000 times more powerful than the magnetic field that's created by the brain. So it's easily the most powerful organ in the body. They've also found that when one person's feeling love or affection for another person, their heartbeat will become measurable in the electrical brain waves of that other person. So there's this communication going on between all of us all the time. Now, uh, if you at some point in your life have felt like 
your heart was going to break and you felt that physical sensation, like there's an elephant sitting on your chest or like you can't breathe or like you're choking, that's because your heart is actually under assault. Now, um, think about this. Back in the 1960s, when doctors first started doing heart transplants, uh, it didn't take long before things that uh, things started happening that were kind of strange. People would come back in who had had a heart transplant and they would report strange things. They would say things like, you know, my taste in music is totally changed. I love classical music now. In certain passages, I, I keep playing over and over. My taste in food is totally changed or my taste in sports or a combination of those. Or they might say, my handwriting is totally changed. Uh, or they might say, you know, I have memories now of being in places that I never in my life have visited. I have memories of being there. Am I losing my mind? What's happening to me? And in every case, when these patients were connected with the family of the heart donor, they would find that, oh, well, yes, that's our son's handwriting that you have. How strange is that? Or yes, our daughter loved to visit Florence. She went there every year for years. And now you have memories of being there, but you've never in your whole life visited. You must have her memories. How strange is that? Well, you see, the heart is another brain and it's full of gray matter and white matter, just like this brain. And that wasn't even discovered until the 1970s. But we now know that this brain in the heart sends messages and controls what's going on in this brain. Well, what happens is when you feel like this, this heart, the heart brain, when you feel like your heart is going to break, the subconscious mind will put up a wall around the heart. And that wall is made of layers of your emotional baggage. Now, um, it's an amazing thing. And one of the things that we have found is that, first of all, 93% of people in general have this wall that they have put up around their heart. When that wall is taken down, it's not uncommon at all for people to fall in love who never thought they would. People often find their soulmate. People have creative ideas that start to flow spontaneously. People experience joy for the first time in their life. We've, we have over 10,000 testimonial stories from people all over the world now who are experiencing these kinds of things. It's an amazing thing. But one of the things that, uh, that I had mentioned to you was that my experience in working with autistic children is that they always, in, in my experience anyway, they always seem to have this wall that has been put up. And, um, and I don't think that that's too hard to understand. Um, anyway, we have had situations where when that wall is taken down, autistic children who would never before make eye contact will suddenly make eye contact. There's a change that takes place because you see the ancients, I believe, were right. The heart really, truly is the core of our being. And when it's walled off, as it is for so many of us, and probably for all autistic children, then um, it makes it much more difficult to connect with other people, to really give and receive love. And so uh, it's, it's one of the very exciting things that's done in the emotion code is, is taking down that wall from these children and then seeing the changes that start to take place. And uh, I absolutely agree with you that um, autism is a, um, it's a biological problem and that uh, it can be healed. Um, kids can get well. In fact, um, in fact, I'll share a story with you. My, um, my sister-in-law, uh, Beth uh, Botts, 
had a little boy that was about two years old, uh, 18 months, maybe she brought him in for his well baby checkup. And, uh, and uh, the, the nurse said, well, we need to catch him up on his vaccines. And so she left the room and all of a sudden, Beth heard this voice, this powerful voice that said, take your baby and get out right now, get out. And she didn't know what to do. She kind of was paralyzed and didn't, didn't move a muscle. She just was kind of like a deer in the headlights. And then all of a sudden the voice was right here. And it said to her again, take your baby and get out now. And she didn't act on it. And right then the nurse comes in with a whole tray of vaccines. And so she's vaccinating her son. Uh, she's standing there with tears streaming down her face. And uh, he screamed for 24 hours after that. And then he was just gone, autistic. And so um, she did an interview recently on, um, I'm trying to remember the, uh, um, I think it was the Vaxxed, uh, the Vaxxed movie maybe that they put out. Yeah, Vaxxedmovie.com. And then there's yeah. Vaxxed 2 also. Yeah, she did an interview with those guys on their site, which of course has probably been taken down by now. But uh, but she talks about this and um, and how one of the things that really helped the most was some of the energy work that uh, that I did with her in the very beginning. And um, so her son totally has recovered now. Okay, so there's there's definitely hope, and that was the point of that. Really, is that he was very autistic and. Uh, it took her a lot of work for a lot of years, um, continually, uh, you know, hourly working with him and doing things and giving him the right things and so on. But, um, yeah. but yes, it, it's, it's always a, the emotional side of it's always a piece of that puzzle. It's a huge piece. I mean, that's, that's why, I mean, I'm a craniosacral therapist by my background. I've done it for over 30 years. So I have a lot of history in energy work. So I'm very aware of it. And I'm, I have a membership where I, I mentor parents through the recovery process because I was also told that my son could never recover from his son, uh, symptoms of autism. Today, mm -hmm. he is completely recovered, not even diagnosable anymore. And so we always say every, everybody's level of recovery can be different, but every child can improve. And, and if you know what to do. So I take them through A to Z because it's so much more than diet. You know, there's all the the toxins, the co-infections, but if they don't do the emotion, emotional balancing work, it slows down recovery in the process so much. And this is true for not just the child, but for the entire family. And the, I work with a lot of great dads too, but most of the people I work with are moms. So they're, if I see, I can even like, they can send me and, you know, a question in our forum and I can, I can literally feel their, their, their angst, their worry, their fear. And you, you've got to go in and do some emotion code work. You've got to start clearing this for yourself so that you can clear the path, even for your child's recovery, because these things just block the way they get in the way. And that's why, you know, this, this need for connection, as you mentioned, people, parents are desperate to connect with their child. And this allows, if we have a heart wall up, then it's blocking that connection. So it's really right. important. And, and the wonderful thing about your work, and I will link in the show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 121, uh, a link to Dr. Nelson's site that will, because the beauty of what you do is it, you can teach the lay person how to do this and they can understand at home how to do it. 
And then there's practitioners available if they choose yep. to go that route as well. That's right. That is one of the beautiful things about it. In fact, uh, it's easy enough that children can learn how to do it. And, uh, and we have children all over the world now doing it successfully on their family members and friends and so on. So it's fun to hear those stories. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to read you something that was just written to me. Uh, two days ago, somebody sent me an email and I did not, she did not know that I had this interview scheduled. So I said, I'm going, is it okay? Do you have your permission? I'll use her initials to, do I have your permission to say this in the podcast? She said, yes, please do. I want to share this with everybody. Hey, Karen, I was in your membership program about this time last year. It was a restart to help my autistic son, but it, it was waylaid again by my personal mental health. The pandemic hit and the shutdown turned me into a control freak, ticking off everyone in the household. So I had to set it all aside and see a chiropractor in addition to other things for months to feel normally, normal physically and mentally again. However, in one of your videos, you worked with Bradley Nelson on trapped emotions. In this past month, I revisited the emotion code and implemented the body code. Wow, I'm seeing the biggest strides, not just in my son, but in my whole family. My son immediately started reducing the need for supplements I'd purchased. Food allergies, environmental, food allergies and environmental allergies are going away. He's more confident, has less OCD. His teachers are impressed. And I think this will still take years, but much less hassle in terms of diet and supplements. If you've not investigated the body code, please do. I think an expert with autistic kids is critical to help parents implement more of the body code. Your knowledge and experience in addition to the body code could do amazing things for families, not just the kids. Um, in this world, we have to heal together, am I? So I just thought that that was such perfect timing that yeah. she sent that in. It's such a, a testament to what the work does. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, we are, um, we're living in an age of the world where uh, the, these old constructs that have held power over people for so long are desperate to hang on to their power. And so they're going all out in that attempt, but, um, but the world is changing. And uh, uh, you know, the reality of it is every single one of us has this built-in ability, this birthright really, uh, to be able to heal, to be able to heal ourselves, to be able to heal others to a great degree. I mean, there's always gonna be a need for Western medicine, right? But, um, and hey, I'm grateful that we have it, but, um, there's so much that we can do for ourselves and we can learn how to do these things. And uh, it's not difficult. Just uh, like what was it? the initials MI, I think in her letter, um, what she was talking about. Yes. There's so much that you can do uh, on, on your own. And that's, that's really exciting. I mean, it's cheap too, in case you're pressed for money. Well, that's the thing, you know, most, most parents of children with autism are out doing so many therapies. Not only are they time-wise strapped, but they're financially strapped because they're trying to do all of these things for their child. They're, they don't have a lot of time, but they also don't have, you know, sometimes the extra finances that are being burned up from the healthcare, the education, all these other things. So it's important to have other tools that you can use yourself at home. Uh, I try to teach parents as much as I can to have their own education on tools like this that they can do from home. And again, I'll link to um, Dr. Nelson's website and on the Emotion Code page so you can, you can learn how to do it even further. Uh, he does have a book out. Uh, so there is a book, but there's also, uh, there are they all couple of day courses or a few hour courses? You have different courses that you offer to teach it a little bit more thoroughly, then you can learn things right. from the book as well. But 
Yeah, we've, you, you know, it's interesting. We're, we're kind of going through this transitional process. We were doing lots and lots of live events and traveling around the world and doing those. Then when COVID hit, we started doing um, online events and, um, and now we're kind of transitioning. We're going to be launching a uh, um, kind of a short course um, that people can do and watch online. Um, it's about a four hour long course for both the emotion code and the body code. And uh, we haven't introduced those yet, but we'll be introducing those soon. And, uh, and of course, there's always certification for people who uh, really want to um, learn it really, really well and maybe even do it for a living. Uh, we have certification programs that, uh, uh, that are really great for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating work. The other thing I wanted to touch on is that you mentioned that there's about 20 years of advanced research around this. Um, and because sometimes I hear from people, it's, it's not often, but occasionally, and you probably are aware of this, that some people will say, is this some, some type of woo woo energy? And is it against my, you know, some, my religion, it might be against my religious beliefs. So do you have something to say around that? Because I, I do know that there is scientific background around this, but you know, have yes. you hear that as well. Well, first of all, the science um, around this is, um, is really the science of quantum mechanics. It's the science of quantum physics, which is the, the cutting edge understanding of how our world really works and, and what our world really is. And so, um, uh, you know, the things that, uh, that quantum physics talks about like um, action at a distance and uh, entanglement and the collapsing of the wave function. These are all very profound principles in quantum physics. Um, and uh, those are things that we just simply take advantage of and that we actually use in a concrete way in this work. And that's why this work it can be done at a distance and you can get great results uh, at a distance, just the same as you can get results live and in person. And, uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you something, as far as the, uh, as far as the spiritual aspect of this, um, let me just explain to everybody that uh, I am a devout Christian and how this work came about was um, really because when I, I got into uh, chiropractic, really an answer to prayer, I got a, a very specific answer to prayer. And so I, I got into practice and I thought, well, you know, uh, God's gotten me into this. Maybe he'll help me. So I developed this habit uh, before I would work on somebody. I would just take a moment and ask for help. Father in heaven, please help me to help this person and figure out what they really need in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And it was a totally private, totally personal habit. Nobody in all the 20 years or so that I was practicing, nobody ever knew that I was saying a prayer for them. But I was. It was a, just a momentary pause. But I'll tell you something. Um, in response, sometimes to that uh, that short uttered prayer for help, um, or really unuttered, it was always you know just um, sotto voce. It was always just in my mind. Uh, but in response to that, there were times when the information that I needed would just flood into me like an avalanche of data and understanding. So I learned that God, or Father, or Source Energy, or Creator, whatever you want to refer to it or him as, I mean, we all have different ideas about God, but um, I think that I've learned really that uh, that higher power is aware of us all the time. And, and I, I, I really think that um, uh, 
this work is really coming into the world at a time when we really desperately need it, when um, there's a lot of darkness in the world. But you have to remember that um, the yin yang symbol, you know, with the white and the black, um, I always think of that because there's always going to remain a balance um, in the world between dark and light. So as things get darker in some ways, they're getting lighter in other ways. And so as the darkness gets darker, the light gets lighter. And uh, it's an exciting time to be alive because uh, uh, there are all kinds of great and amazing and really, I think, unimaginable things that are going to be happening. This work is, um, I think, part of that part of helping this world to transform into a whole new world that none of us, uh, I think, can even imagine right now, a world where love rules the day and uh, where all of the, all the dark things that have existed for so long uh, are going to just kind of eventually fade away. And we're seeing, I, I think we're seeing the death throes right now of um, some of these old systems of control that have enslaved mankind for uh, for so many years. I mean, slavery, for example, think about it right now, there are more people enslaved than at any time in history. Well, that's that's going to change. It's all going to change. But uh, we're, we're kind of at the end of uh, of this particular kind of existence, I think, in this world where things are going to shift into a new world. It's going to be somewhat painful, I think, to get there, but we'll get there. I think too, I've done this series really this month on mindset, positive beliefs, you know, sort of law of attraction types of things where what we think about, what we believe is really what we're going to draw more up toward us. And so if we can keep our minds in the right places and understand, I never knew when my son was diagnosed with autism, that I was going to do this 10 year, you know, intense personal training on how to recover a child from autism because I was desperate to figure out, I knew, I knew in my heart that I was going to, that my son could get better. And I was going to do anything in my power to figure it out. And I did, but then that led, (laughs) but then that led to now me sharing this with parents, I have parents in my membership in over 40 countries. So it's worldwide that now Parents who are in need and searching for resources have the valuable resources that I have to offer because of what I went through. And so that's why I think if you just understand that everything that we go through is part of our path and it's to make us better and everything that we are in right now in the world is just like I said, it's part of our path. And you have to know in your heart and believe that it's all for a good reason and that something good will is 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 on its way, or is coming, or is is happening even. That um, that we can you know create what we want, and that you know it's just part of what's happening right now. It's not that this is the end kind of thing. You know, you have to look at the, yep. the good side. Well, I couldn't agree more. And uh, bravo to you for not being afraid and just embarking and, uh, and sticking with it, and now helping other people all over the world. Good for you. Yeah. Well, it's so important. I mean, just like you're doing, why do we learn things so we can keep it to ourselves? You know, if we have something valuable to share then we, we share it. So, you know, I mean, look at how many people you've helped people with 77 countries, over 5,000 practitioners you've trained. I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's over 7,000 now in 80 countries. Okay. So it's been gone up (laughs) to update that. Um, 
Yeah. So um, the the uh, the important thing too is you can learn to do emotion code work yourself. Clear these heart walls. Dr. Nelson has a book, and also um, there are practitioners listed on his website that are already certified and trained to help you if you choose. And I will again link to everything for Dr. Nelson's site uh, in the show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash one twenty one. And I want to thank you, Dr. Nelson, so much for your time today and being here and for sharing your expertise with us. Well, Karen, God bless you. And thank you so much for all the great work that you're doing. Um, we're going to get there. Just We just have to keep going and uh, it's all going to work out in the end. That is the key. Never give up. Persistence. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Thanks again. Take care. And uh, for everybody else, we will see you next week.